The world we know is a collection of stories, tales, and legends, either real or imagined. All need to be told. There is a place to tell them. So if you want to go there, just click your heels and come join us. The Wizards of Odd. That's right. Welcome to the Wizards of Odd podcast. I hope everybody's doing good tonight. Don, how are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. I'm just knocking everything over here. It's unbelievable. He just can't sit still. It's like my grandmother used to say. Sit I, still. I'm your grandmother. What do you got? St. Vitus stands? Oh, St. Vitus. Yeah, I was accused <laughs> of having that. Yeah, that's... The, uh, that, was their ty- that was their term for ADHD. Yeah, when St. somebody St. had Vitus ADHD, stand. they had and, that. And I hear my family going, you, simmer down. <laughs> right now, like simmer down. Simmer everyone down. who listens to this show is saying, oh, they're not 20 seconds in and they're talking about something completely different simmer than down. what they're going to talk about. No, but um, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, if you are a fan and you're subscribed, thank you so much and welcome yes. back. If you're new to the show, thank you. Uh, if you get the opportunity, please subscribe, like it on whatever platform you're listening uh and tell somebody if you like the show tell somebody else that you like the show this is something they should be listening to and we would really appreciate that tonight we're going to talk about something that i really have always wanted to talk about um and we'll talk about why later after we hear the stories but we are going to talk about national park ranger stories and don there are a lot of them and we're not just talking snatching picnic baskets. Right, exactly. This is We're not talking about the uh, Ranger Smith and... Um, Smarter than the average bear. Right, we're not talking about them. But to begin with, before we get into the stories, uh, just to let you know, roughly 297 million total visits were recorded in 2021 by the National Park Service. Now, they've broken that down. It, it's weird... A lot of times, even like a parkway in the Shenandoahs, they call a national park because it's designated that yeah, way. Yeah, there are a lot of smaller parks around the country. They're not the the large national parks, but there's a lot of them in a lot of space. And park yeah. rangers, yeah, park rangers all over New Jersey. Too. Yeah, yeah, they're all over they're, the place. New York, they're all over the East Coast, they're everywhere. Now, that number, the 297 million, that increased by 60 million over the number that we had in really? 2020. Um which is when COVID-19 had closed most of the park facilities. Yeah. But think about that. 297 million people it could visiting be that, the national parks. It could be that increase in the population of the parks, too, where you're seeing more things. There's a lot more people going there than used to yeah. go. And a lot more media and things like that. But we're going to get right into, we have about um, four stories that will give you the stories. And then what we'll do is we will uh, discuss them after we hear the stories. So um, <laughs> if we can, if you can close your eyes and imagine that you're sitting by a campfire out in the woods, listening to the crickets, wake up, Don. And now we're going to tell the stories. So sit back, make sure your doors are locked. Or your tent is zippered. And you're, yeah. Like that matters. <laughs> well, I know. Like the outlaw pass. So the first story I have is 
In July of 2001, at Bighorn Pass in Yellowstone, a park ranger of 35 years is walking to campgrounds just to check on campers. They do this periodically. And he had a weird feeling, like he was being watched. And then all of a sudden, he felt like he was having an anxiety attack. So he called into the ranger station just to let them know. So if something happened to him, at least they had coordinates of where they can come and get him. They asked if he was okay. Do you want us to send somebody out? He said, no, I I think I'll be okay. And he got off the walkie-talkie, and he saw a creature walk out of the woods and onto the trail he was on, maybe about 30 yards ahead of him. He described it as being 8 to 9 foot tall, very muscular, like a muscular chest, muscular shoulders, It was black, and it smelled really bad. It had a dog-like face, pointy ears like a canine. And it looked at the park ranger, and he said they looked at each other for about 15 (laughs) seconds. Uh Uh-oh. And then it walked back into the woods. Good boy. He said he was frozen there for a bit. Yeah. And when he got back, he immediately got back walked down, got into his Jeep. He gets back to the ranger station, and he's essentially laughed at. But then two years later, in 2003, another ranger comes back to the ranger station, and he reports the same exact sighting. Same spot? Same spot. Don, I know you have a story. I do. This is a story I found from uh, Joshua Tree Park. National Park, and uh, it's an odd story because these people tell it, but then the rangers got involved shortly after and when this was happening. Uh, they had a group of about 20 people or so camping out at night because they go with their family. It was an old tradition of 60-some years or something. This guy was 28 at the time. They zip their tents up. They're going to sleep. They're nice and cozy there, and uh, he hears something on his tent, pebble, like a pebble landing on his tent. So he just goes out and he looks up and he sees somebody standing on a boulder like 15 feet up or so, like standing there, but it looks odd. It doesn't look like a real person, but it's kind of that. And uh, it was oddly shaped, they said, skinny, had a head moving back and forth like a cobra, like almost like he's tasting the air there, you know. Mm-hmm. Then it would crouch down on all fours and it was kind of moving a little bit back and forth, but then it would come down a little farther each time and then go back up and recede to see if anybody's looking. It would come down, be closer, than it's pacing around. As it got close, they said it had gleaming eyes, a flat face, and there was no snout. So it wasn't like the gleaming eyes. It wasn't like, obviously, it wasn't a person. What kind of animal is that? And it was kind of uh, lizard-like. Mm. That's the thing. They said they think it was a lizard person, but they don't know. And... Uh, some people started shouting, like, there it is. People, like, got flashlights. All of a sudden, everybody knew they were there. And the thing just jumped away, ran, and they ran to see it. Through the, it ran through the camp, and they, they put the flashlight on. They said he had spot, the side looked dark. It looked like spandex. Even the thing was naked. So that made something to do with the skin. And then uh, there was screaming from another campsite nearby where it had run to and was going to a tent there. That's around when the rangers arrived, like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. So they went out, they investigated the whole thing. They're like, okay, yeah, all right, it must have been this. It must have been an animal with mange or a mountain yeah. lion or a coyote and this thing. It wasn't, an, it wasn't really a naked person. It wasn't a crazy naked person. It wasn't a mountain lion. It wasn't a coyote with mange. We don't know what it was. It was moving lizard-like but a humanoid thing. 
And so then they tried to convince them it was a naked person. The Rangers took the details and everything, and one went out searching to find out what this thing was. And that's pretty much, they don't know what happened or what it was, but they think it might have been some kind of lizard man standing there looking at them and then running away. <laughs> All right, so, so so far we have the story of a dog man, a lizard man. Yeah, that's a wide range. Here's one that's really odd. So in Grand Teton in Wyoming, in the fall of 2016, just six years ago, there were heavy rains earlier in a week, and all the trails were closed. So two rangers went out to check the trails to see if they were safe enough for people to kind of traverse them, get to campgrounds, do their hiking, and all that kind of stuff. So they started coming across trees that were kind of bent downwards and hooked into other tree branches. And the one ranger, who was kind of new to that area, said to the other ranger, you know, this, this is kind of weird. And he says, well, don't worry about it. We, we see it a lot. <laughs> don't worry about that. Yeah. 20 yards away, he sees what looks like small boulders. And he starts walking towards them. And he said to him, they actually looked like headstones. Like they were arranged. Right. So he calls the other ranger. No answer. Calls him again. Doesn't hear anything. And he just walks back a little bit because there was a little bit of a ridge. And he sees the ranger staring in the opposite direction in a complete trance, kind of like he's in a, in a daze. Like something fixated. Yeah. And then he turned and went back towards the boulders. And he goes, he all of a sudden started having a feeling of dread because he said, I've been out in those woods so many times. He goes, and this time there's no bird sounds. There's no animal sounds. There's no cricket sounds. There's nothing. And then he went back to the other ranger who kind of came out of it a little bit. And he says, what do they look like to you? He said they look like bedposts coming out of the ground. And then they find out that other rangers have seen them in different places. And everyone describes them differently as to what they see. Well, he went back a few days later and he had the GPS coordinates and he wanted to see them. And they were not there. They were the gone. The boulders are gone. The boulders are gone. But the boulders have been seen in other places. So, like as if somebody picked them up and moved them. Right. Not machinery. No. Well, who knows? I mean, there's no yeah. no markings for that. Um, here's one from June of 2018. Okay. <laughs> this is getting too close. Now. A- excuse me. Not June. August of 2018. Oh, even closer. A young couple reports to a ranger that they've seen a giant bird... <laughs> about 10 feet tall with a 20-foot wingspan. So the ranger takes the story, he files it, and he kind of believes it because he's heard so many weird stories coming from that area. That's actually from an area in uh, Wyoming also. So, uh, where is it here? So he goes to check, and he goes back where they said they saw it. Right. And he feels like something is watching him, like something's <laughs> Something's always him. watching. Right. Then he also said pretty much the same thing. It, uh, an eight to nine foot creature, it wasn't a bird, but it came out of the woods. And then 
It kind of looked at him, went back into the woods, and when he got to the ranger station, he talked to them about the bird story, and they looked at him very kind of like matter-of-factly and said, yeah, we get a lot of those. Really? So it was like a bird? It was a bird. Like a thunderbird. Like a th- li- right, like a thunderbird, only this one was kind of walking hmm. until the wings came out and it just took off and went. Hmm. Well, they do walk first. Yeah. And then the last one I have is from also 2018, Glacier National Park. Hmm. A ranger, a backcountry ranger who, they, they sometimes go out for weeks at a time. Yeah. And they're always checking on different areas. They're always making sure that they're keeping an eye on the grizzly population. And that's the real wilderness. Yeah. I mean, that's beyond camping. That's out in the deep that's, woods. It's designated as wilderness area. Yeah. So he's out there for eight days, and he's at the end of his quote-unquote tour, and he got out there with a horse. Like, they didn't have Jeeps or anything. They, they horseback rode out there. So he gets on the horse, he packs up, and he starts coming back, and the horse kind of just on his own starts picking up speed. The gallop starts picking up, and he's trying to control the horse. Now, this is a horse he's ridden many, many times. He knows the horse and these guys, they're accomplished horsemen. Uh, yeah, and usually with the guy has a regular horse, they react to it. They get used to each other. Yeah. It becomes a rhythm. They have, they have, they understand. Yeah, horses are not stupid. Some people say they are. But they know, in that well, case, they know exactly what's going on. Like a horse can sense nervousness in its yeah. rider or confidence in its rider. Yeah, horses have a lot of unique uh, well, aspects to them. He doesn't understand why this is happening and why he can't control the horse. And he says... There must be a predator in the area. He turns around. He says, and about 50 yards behind them is a very large black figure running towards them. So now he kind of gets the sense of urgency, like maybe we better move faster. That would do it for me. So the horse is moving faster. Hi-o, Silver. (laughs) He said no matter how fast this horse went, this creature was not so much gaining on them, but keeping pace with them. And then it finally got a lot closer so he can see it. And the best way he can describe it was it looked like a giant dog <laughs> on two legs running after them. Giant dog. A dog on two legs. A dog. And they, and they always have muscular chests. Always. And arms. Like they, they must have a gym somewhere. They're the under Mount Shasta working out somewhere. <laughs> you know? So there's four stories. Of park range. Now, listen, there's four. There are hundreds. Yeah, and you, you got to go through them, and you kind of find uh, some corroboration. Or There are so many. Basically, you just you just tell the stories. you got to weed through some, I believe. Some I'm not sure of. I don't know. Right. Some of them seem like they've been made up too so pat. that, yeah, they're, they're too perfect. And, and right now, you have a whole uh, trend towards the, it used to be Sasquatch, and that was old Dogman. <clears throat> I don't, and I don't understand that. No, maybe to see the same thing but interpreting it differently. I don't know. I I believed that for a little while, but I listen when someone sees something and then they report it immediately and they're in a frenzied state. I don't think that their I don't think their mind is processing like okay, we better we better say it's this. Well, no, because this they're, sounds they're just, crazier than that. The information is coming in at a, at a harsh uh, right. speed. You're, you're in your fight or flight, pump full of adrenaline or whatever, and that could that could affect the way you see things because you're reacting to something. 
And if it gets scary, sometimes your mind will make it even scarier. Right. You know what I mean? So you, you, that's why you don't want to be immediately that frightened. But you have to react somehow. I, it's, you know, I don't know. Because I, I tend to think, like some people theorize, that there's something that appears to be what you expect to see. You know, if Sasquatch is getting too friendly for us, don't create the dog bit it tells us either way. Hmm. It could be the same hmm. thing, just a, like a shapeshifter that makes itself look like whatever will frighten you. Because... Or UFOs, all that seems to be going together. So let so let's talk for a second about all right the dogman sightings. All right. Um. So you've got them in Yellowstone. You've got them in Grand Teton. Yeah. You've got them in Glacier National Park. You've got them in California. They're in Canada. There's different Canada parts of Canada. Huge. Wisconsin, Wisconsin is, and Michigan, forget it. You can't swing a dead cat in Wisconsin and Michigan and without hitting they, a dog. They're man. the ones swinging the cats. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a phenomenon that's growing. I don't know why. I mean, uh, hopefully it's not true. Uh, there are dogmen run- sooner or later. There would be some sort of conflict. Shots fired, people ripped up. You know what I mean? Well, I it's have- almost like these things try to uh, avoid that confrontation because they know they can handle small groups of people or the odd person. But if they were ever exposed to the general population, they know they'd be wiped out. Like yeah. That. Well, I I don't know. I mean, it's just when you hear reports of people who have seen them, hunters especially. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how to interpret all But that. hunters also, you know that, and that's the thing. Everybody talks about how hunters always go off crazily and shoot everything. Yeah, and yeah, everything. they're all drunk and shooting at everything. Right. But now you're talking about so many of these hunters that have seen Sasquatch and they've seen dogmen and they don't shoot them. And most of the time, you know what they say? Because even though I kind of think it was book, Bigfoot, it looked human. Yeah, or it's not really aggressive. It's an, if it's even if it is an animal, it's people are different. It, it's not gonna you're not gonna go. Oh, that thing will look good on my wall. Yeah, no, I mean you're not gonna shoot that. Plus, you shoot one. How do you know there's not six others looking right at you? Which in many Which cases, you back to Abe Canyon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in many cases. I, I think there are others that are uh They seem to travel in twos or threes. Yeah, they don't really all, always travel alone. I think even on the Gimlin film, which I kind of believe, I think that one was a female that got caught out in the open, but you sh- I'm sure there were others in the trees watching what was oh, going yeah. on. If those horses got close, you yeah, would have seen It would have been a problem. Like so, so park rangers, they're seeing the dogmen, they're seeing... We didn't even have a Sasquatch story in here, and I purposely no. And then just, you know, but that's Don, I, I purposely didn't have I, a Sasquatch I was looking for one. Different stuff. That's what yeah, because I, I wanted to see different. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, the lizard man thing. I was like, well, that's different. How about the boulders, though? Yeah, see the boulders. I have a lot of questions about the boulders because that's involved in other cases too. Yeah, like in the missing four one one cases, there's always boulder fields. Yes, I wonder if something could move a boulder, grab somebody, pull them down, roll the boulder over again. Maybe there's tunnels down there so so the boulders kind of acting as a door a barrier to the, yeah. yeah barrier yeah, i mean the, that could i don't know if that's true but you speculate because there is no other answer yeah that's it's real and even if people disappear which they do if it was a dog man or sasquatch there'd be blood there'd be something all over the place you would have seen a even if, even if a dog man attacked you it was going to rip you apart right you'd be all over the place yeah there'd be marks you'd be you might even wound it you don't know it's you'd be a fight for your life no matter what it is. But right. there's no sign of that. And yet, with all these stories and with all the reports, they said that over 
120 million people camp out overnight for at least one night in national parks. And listen, you can go to a campground in Tom's River or in Dayville, and when you pull in, campsites, and when yeah. you go in, there are campsites. There's electricity. There's water. Oh, yeah. There's a separate room, a separate building it's that's a like bathroom and a, a shower. Hoyobachu Forest. Right. You go to these national parks. For the most part, if you go to Yellow, not Yellowstone, let's say, but because I don't know for sure about Yellowstone, but Grand Teton and um, Yosemite. When yeah. you go to their camping area, their camping area is like, yeah, it's those 7 million acres right there. Your number is such and such spot up there on the cliff. Right. There is no electricity. There's no water. You just get a spot. Yeah, you get a spot. So you, maybe you park by the lake and you fish for trout or whatever it is. But I, 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 I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just so afraid of what's going on out there. Maybe I'm too aware of my surroundings. And even with people, if you're camping there, even if you're spread out, you're still not that far away that somebody wouldn't hear something. Yeah. You know I mean? Even if they're a mile away, say, which they probably, you could still know what, you could hear something happening. Yeah. Because there's nothing else for you to hear. That's right. why these things come out of the woods and people go, oh, you get so much detail and everything. Well, you're in the woods, and if things go silent, like they say, there's no other animals and everything's quiet, you know, there's a predator there. So you're only, your senses are focusing on that one thing. Yeah. So it's not like you're distracted by anything yeah. else. That dog man is there. I don't know why anybody would claim to see a dog man if you didn't. I mean, unless you're just something wrong with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. And again, it comes, it comes from our understanding where Don and I both have seen and experienced things. And I, don't, I can't speak for Don, but... I find it hard to tell people because I don't want to hear from them saying, well, you didn't see that. Well, see, the thing with me is they expect to hear stuff like that, so it doesn't really bother me. Oh, really? You saw something weird? Don yeah, always well, sees weird stuff. Yeah, they, it does, they go, nah, that doesn't surprise me. But, I mean, if for me, when I tell someone, uh, you know, one of the things that I've experienced or one of the things I've seen, there are rarely – there's a rare few people that say – you know, really tell me more about that. Well, because you have questions yourself about what happened. Of course. You know. Yeah. Here's here's a story that didn't make the cut, but it's going to make the cut in here uh, after we our discussion. This is in Michigan. Don, I told you part of this story. There were two guys, and they're kind of they're in a car. This was in the '80s, and they're kind of joyriding all around this town in it Michigan. Was it was not. That would change the story right there. So they're. They're driving around this town, and they drive past. Now, it's a small town. They, it's about 8.30 at night. They drive past um, an area that's kind of between, if you're talking about all stores on a street, mm-hmm. and you've got an alleyway that goes down, and they thought they saw something in the alleyway run, like a, a black kind of creature it's kind run. Of a smallish town, but not tiny. Right, okay. like, like a Mayberry right, kind of right, thing. Yeah. Mayberry. So the guy backs up. Ron Howard's brother, that weirdo. <laughs> It was Aunt B running down the... <laughs> Andy, you can't catch me. So they back down the street and they look and they see this thing, the end of the alley where it can't go anymore, and it looks like a giant dog. Oh, I'm like, give him room, let him out. <laughs> so they saw it and they were, they were like, they were pretty afraid. They go about a block and a half down and they see a policeman and they stop and they said to the policeman, 
listen, we saw something. So the cop's like, you know, well, what did you see? So he starts, the one kid starts explaining it to them. And he said the policeman had a look on his face like, I kind of believe you because I've seen that. And he said to the policeman, he goes, you've seen this, haven't you? So now they haven't told the cop where they saw it yet. And the policeman says, I have. He says, the kid goes, where'd you see it? And he goes, kind of hangs out in that alleyway between oh. those two big stores. And he goes, and you've seen it. He goes, yeah, a couple of times. So the dog man, like, selling drugs. <laughs> so, again, it doesn't just happen to park rangers. Oh, this yeah. kind of stuff is happening in cities. Well, because it happens because people see stuff and they tell the police. Right. Like, even you see supernatural happening. How many cases do we, we read about where people over a long period of time, or a year or two, they have something banging on their house, they're running around their house, they're creating a problem, they keep calling the cops, and they're mad because the cops can't find anything. Yeah. Yeah, they get upset about that. You know. But it's, I want to see, cra- okay, so Craters of the Moon Campground. Yeah, these, these have uh, <laughs> great Which names, in, too, don't yeah. they? Yeah. They, they, you have things like the Crazy Mountains. <laughs> well, the uh, the superstition mountains. The superstition I'm mountains. I'm not going the anywhere crazies, near there. The crazies. Yeah. Okay, so Craters of the Moon Campground in Idaho. So in October 2016, the park ranger is just checking on stuff like they normally do. And he said there are footprints walking from the gully, which is, um, I, I guess it would be about 100 yards out, and it goes down into this swell. He says, and he follows them. And the footprints are, as he said, huge. And they stopped at the parking lot. He got in his car. He got in his, Now, if Bigfoot has a car, I hope it's a bit like Land Rover it's or something like, like that. It's probably like something Herman Munster drove, you know. So this is, like, I mean, this shit is everywhere. Yeah, I mean, footprints like that. I mean, somebody could be doing that, but, no, you know, I don't know why. But yeah. if... Plus, these, do, these guys patrol these parks all the time right. to make sure it's fairly safe for people. Yeah. They and don't I want to agree. change anything, but they want to keep it safe. I agree. People could be making those footprints. Some, some. But when a why would a park ranger? He would know the difference. Yes, he knows the difference. Plus, exactly. if, you're, if you're putting down footprints and they're fake, they're all exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, they're not. You know, so a park ranger sees the footprint, he's immediately going to say, "Oh, somebody's pranking." Yeah, yeah, they're not. Yeah, that just, was me. Ah. Yeah, but the, I mean, and, and again, this stuff is happening everywhere. That's why seems to be. And that's why when you hear stories, you know, the, it's funny because when the news reports a story, it'll always be a 90-second quick story, and they'll go, <laughs> so, out in the Monticello area, we might have found Bigfoot. Yeah, and all, they laugh about yeah, these Yeah, except things. like now, where they, now they're all doing stories about UFOs have been spotted over everywhere. Like, they spent the last 40 years telling you you were full of it. Right. Oh, that's crazy, man, so something. Right. Now, now it's, like, hey, now it's, it's not serious so reporting. Yeah. So what's going to happen is eventually when the government comes out and says, listen, yes, there are certain things out there, then the news will take it a little well, more seriously. Well, plus, even if, it's a, uh, even if it's a phenomenon or a trend or people think they see it or they're making it up or they do see it, whatever, it's something you still have to get to the bottom of. Like, why is right. it such a story? Right. And again, to me, that's why... When I look at these things and people who investigate them, I always go back to Skinwalker Ranch yeah. and George Knapp. You see, you see connections between these things. Be, be, well, 
And even if you don't even look at just the actual connections of the creepiness and stuff that's mm-hmm. going on, this guy, George Knapp, again, uh, an, a, an accredited, um, award-winning journalist, yeah. investigative journalist, decides to take up the story because it sounded compelling. So we're not talking about one of these guys who's a cub reporter who wants to become a big-time reporter right. and get to a big TV This is somebody station. who already had a big career. Yeah, he, didn't, well, he didn't need to take this stuff on. Like He right. took on Area 51 first. Right. And then it was, it was kind of exposed most of that, and then he wrote that book. He co-wrote that author, that book with Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Which told all the stories there and got everybody into it, and they're still trying to figure out what's going on there. Yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't know if they'll ever completely figure yeah. out what's going on. But I'm pretty sure that Bigelow is watching the crew that's there now, almost using them like an experiment to see what happens to them while they're living on the ranch. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's yeah. layers of that stuff. The same way, like you always said, it pissed you off that. Sometimes they said they use the dogs as biosensors. Yeah, they're using the people. Now the people are the biosensors. They're getting sick. They're getting radiation yeah, burns. There's a lot of stuff. And they're they're seeing uh, stuff in the sky now, explosions in space, you, all kinds of weird stuff. And, and again, I, I'm not going to tell you what you should believe and what you shouldn't no, believe. But you should at least <clears throat> open your mind right, and decide. Right. Don't, you know, you... Millions of people have seen ghosts. Millions of people have seen these cryptids that are out there. There was a great example of someone who acknowledged or was said, listen, I know there are sharks in the ocean. So someone who never believes in anything else took a tablespoon and went into the ocean and took a tablespoon of the ocean water and said to them, do you see any sharks in this water? And they said, no. They said, okay, so there must be no sharks in the water. And he said, well, no, that's just a very small sampling. He said, exactly. What you see is just a very small sampling and not what everything is out there. And plus there's there's stories about creatures that they didn't think existed. Like we know the, uh, the mountain gorilla stories. Yeah. They didn't have them to the late 1800s. They were confirmed. Right. They didn't think they really existed. That can't be. Then you have, uh, they hold in, the, which you always hear about, the coelacanth. Yeah. Hundreds of millions yep. of fish that's never changed. And one of the interesting stories is when uh, explorers and everything, they're in uh, Australia. They went there. They found the platypus. And they brought it back to England. And they accused them of uh, stapling something together to yeah, make it look like it another together. Right. <laughs> like they didn't believe that that really could exist. Now, listen, that's happening. If happened. you go to Australia, I mean, you don't know what's there. The Fiji mermaid is kind of like famous for, I think, people well, stitch a, stuff together. What they call together. a famous gaff. Yeah. It. Well, it, it's it's weird because sometimes these things uh, turn up in other places and uh, people have bad luck with them. Don, I don't think I've ever told you this story. Oh, boy. And I'm going to say it now as we come kind of towards the end of our um, park ranger story. One of the reasons that I'm fascinated by... The far, even though I don't like to go into it, forests and Bigfoot and, and park ranger stories it's in particular. Well, yeah, that. But when I was a sophomore at uh, St. Peter's University, okay, I kind of became sick of going to school and and being and studying, you know, business administration, economics, all of that stuff. It had kind of gotten to me, and I woke up about two thirty one morning, and I walked into my parents' room. 
and I'm standing over my father's side of the bed. Oh, and you know what that's? If you have kids, like, you, like it's like you could feel that presence oh, looking over what? you. And my father wakes up and he goes, Ugh. and I'm like, Dad, and he goes, what? I said, I think I want to quit St. Peter's. And I want to go out to the Pacific Northwest and go to school and become a park ranger. <laughs> and he goes, uh, yeah, uh, okay, we'll talk about it on the weekend. On the weekend. So he was too busy during the week. It's like, yeah, okay. And and honestly, I started researching universities so out there. Up in the fire tower, looking yeah. around. And then I kind of started looking at uh, pictures of, you know, Things that are you know, like out in the woods, how vast they were. See, I could be telling your story. And the park, and the tower that you're talking about, the fire towers. Yeah. And I said to myself, "Yeah, I don't know. Maybe business administration looks pretty good <laughs> compared to this. I mean, a ledger instead of a cabin." Yeah, <laughs> but that's one of the reasons why I, I love hearing these stories because I think it's something I feel that maybe I missed out on. And um, I would have been the guy coming back every day. I just saw something. So I heard it. I don't know what it was. <laughs> they would have put me on desk duty somewhere. <laughs> it was kind of a beeping noise. It had two bright lights. That was my car, you idiot. Uh, yeah, Ted, I know. We're putting you on desk duty, and we want you to do the business economics of the National Park. But wait, I didn't want to do that's that. Why, that's well, you're why doing in it. stressful situations, you have to continue to breathe evenly and slowly so that you don't get an overrush of chemicals in your body. Because if you get too hyped up or you get too frightened, yeah. you're not going to see anything. You're not going to think clearly to see what you saw or how to get away from it. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, this was. I hope that um, what this has done is spurred everyone on to going on YouTube, looking up on Google, park ranger stories. There are books. Yeah, there are va- vast amount of books that you can get on some Audible. Good, some bad. You yeah, some weed, of them. You got to weed through it. But you have to go through it. But listen, people, again. Um, there is no answer from us for this. We're just telling you what's go- what people say is going on. As Fox Mulder said, the truth yeah. is out there. Uh, that's why I threw in the one with the lizard man because I thought it would be a little different. Yeah. And, um, yeah, one day we'll talk about the lizard man. I, I, <laughs> I don't even know. I, tr- I don't know where to go with <laughs> I that. I kind of believe in the whole lizard man thing, but we'll discuss that uh, on another episode. But, uh Listen, just a reminder, uh, please tell people about the show. You will the only, tell them. It's the you only will. way we can grow, and we are growing, Sweet. and um, that's pretty much it. Don, any uh, final words? Uh, nothing except uh, I'll be staying in the city for a while. Yeah, exactly. Good night, Don. Good night.